Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. You know what? I'm still pretty positive, Chuck Lockler. Uh, and we're your friendly neighborhood <laughs> Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks oh, yeah. who uh, bring you a lot on Clippers five days a week. Mm -hmm. yeah. 7 a.m. comes out Ooh. every weekday. Wow, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, you can listen to Good it. Good stuff. Anyways, we got to kick things off with a recap over another clutch loss, this time <laughs> oh, to man. the Bucks. This one was frustrating. Uh, look, the Clippers played great as far as their matinee games are concerned. Yeah, the sky uh, isn't falling. The sky isn't falling. Have a couple issues with this one, but we're going to talk about what we like, mm -hmm. as well as a few things that we didn't like. Uh, and then it's Monday, which means it's the Freshies. This is kind of our rookie status report. It's become the Luke Kennard progress report. Not a whole lot of progress to report, unfortunately. Bleak times over <laughs> in Luke land. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, as well as Terrence Mann continues to have his ups and downs, but overall pretty solid mm -hmm. play. Uh, and then in shavings, uh, the point guard rumor mill continues to circulate. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, just 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 whatever else is going on. We got some weird stuff about the Clippers subreddit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there, there's all sorts of fun stuff in there. So stay around for all of that and more coming up right about now. But first, I got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Oh, yeah. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the Clippers dropped a frustrating heartbreaker to the Bucks, 105 to 100 in Milwaukee. Uh, Drew Holiday returned for this. He didn't start, though. Uh, the Bucks ran out Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, and DJ Augustine to start this one. But what we liked, I mean, we, I, I feel like, should we even start with what we liked? Or if, for people who didn't watch this game... I think we should let him know that this was just a very frustrating down-the-clutch performance from the Clippers. It was. Right? Maybe we should maybe start with what we didn't like, because that, that was the biggest issue coming out of this game. Sure. Yeah, definitely. We, we can do that. Uh, it definitely it, it felt like we threw this one away. I mean, a thing that just kind of added insult to injury before we even get to the final clutch play here uh, down the stretch was... These faster teams just continue to kill us in transition. Uh, sure, this is the Bucks. This yeah, is what they do. They're sure. the best in the league at it. But still, 22-2 to two on the fast break, <laughs> yeah. getting outscored by 20 <laughs> points. Yeah, it's not that they scored 22. It's that we put up 10% of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, is really difficult. And it's one of those things where... I know that you can't stop everything from a good offense. Yeah. Obviously, they're you know a top three offense in the league right now. For sure. Um... I just don't. I, I just feel like this is a continuing trend. So that's yeah, the only this is reason the most I bring annoying, it up for sure. Uh, but anyways, I guess I think the biggest thing is that this was another clutch performance where we didn't just uh, hucking up shots. Yes, just the final when we were down. It was you know, the last three point attempt by Kawhi was just broken from kind of the minute that you watched it. It was just like well, this is this is the shot we get. Um, we kept going at Giannis and Middleton yeah. late in the game on the defensive end, which. Is difficult. Definitely. And there's ways it it was just so frustrating. Like it it just didn't and you know, and there were some swings here and there. There was this there was a Batum turnover that was a big swing. I mean, PG and Kawhi were not shooting well in the fourth. 
Yeah. It just... Combined. They combined for three field goals. Yeah, they were three of 15. Yeah. So they were getting the shots, right? Like, so the shots were there, but it was kind of how they were getting there, which was annoying. Some of them just kind of felt, like, settly for me. Like, we're just I, watching them. They, everyone else was just kind of watching them try and win the game. Yeah, and I don't have a problem necessarily with, you know, obviously Paul George taking threes, or really even Kawhi with how hot he's been lately. Uh, if it's a good shot, I just didn't feel like they had, you know... a a lot of space that I just didn't yeah. feel as though it was the best shot on the floor at any given yes. time. And I think the more troubling thing is we refused to play North South at all during the, during the fourth quarter of this game, we attempted zero free throws. There's, we talked about, I think a couple episodes ago about how Lou Will and PG are so valuable to the Clippers offense because they go North South so well. The whistle was really weird in this one, yeah. which is very frustrating. There were some calls that PG should have got, but yeah, man, it just... And maybe that was part of the concerted yeah. effort, too. Maybe they're like, hey, we're not getting calls. We can't rely on that. Like, let's just Still try frustrating. to create the offense somewhere else. I agree. Still very, very frustrating. Should we look at the clutch as a bigger thing so far for the Clippers? So, let's talk some numbers, and then we'll give the silver lining. All right, for sure. What so, are these numbers are... So, are you saying that these numbers are not the silver lining? Uh, <laughs> these numbers are technically not the silver lining. So Clippers Clutch Report right now, we are 7-9 and nine so far in Clutch Games. Okay. Uh, as defined by the NBA, we are worse than the Bulls, 21st in the NBA in terms of record Okay. Uh, in the Clutch. Bottom five in the NBA in plus-minus, uh, which is minus 1.4, which I feel like plus-minus, you can feel however you want about it. Yeah. I do feel like in a... So one possession. Yeah, but in a super defined like clutch thing, I Definitely. do feel like it's somewhat yeah. it can be somewhat telling. Not that it is necessarily in this scenario, but tied for worst field goal percentage with the Grizzlies <laughs> good. Uh, in the clutch at around thirty six percent. Tenth best three point percentage, which is a, Happy a little with that. bit better. That's good. We're we're about forty one percent, which is pretty yeah. solid shooting forty one percent as a team. I yeah. mean, mostly it's Quan Paul George taking those shots, but still <laughs> yeah. as a team for sure. Uh, fewest passes in the league in the clutch. Don't like this part. Point uh, eight per game uh, when in the clutch. On the plus side, though, turning the ball over the least out of any team in the league. If you don't pass, that's good. You don't turn the ball <laughs> Very over. Very true. Uh, defensively is also kind of challenging. We are the only team in the league that has not recorded a block in clutch time. Okay, I'm uh, not too worried about that. But <laughs> Second fewest defensive rebounds in the clutch. That's frustrating. Fewest offensive rebounds. That's frustrating. Now we get to the silver lining part. Is all of this kind of overblown because it's just an experience thing? We have averaged the second fewest clutch minutes per game That's kind of where I'm at. Like that point where I'm like, what? Like, okay, that's... We haven't even had to be in the clutch. Yes. And then you look at a couple of those clutch games are missing key contributors. Okay. You look at that damn Nets game. Yes. And then you look at some of these other clutch games that we have lost. Uh, the Milwaukee game today, the Utah game that we dropped, the Golden State game that we dropped, both Brooklyn games that we dropped, and the Boston game that we dropped. Oh, this All of these chest. were the third game in four days in a stretch. Yeah, okay. Which yeah, shows... a lot of basketball. Which, which I think has PG shown tired. in the stretch in yeah. all of these games. The guys are missing short. For sure. Uh, Kawhi shot looks... Kawhi looks flat. Kawhi shot looks so flat when he's tired. Yeah. It's like you can just... You, you can, can immediately you tell. You can physically yeah. see. Yeah, tangibly very clear line. <laughs> so anyways, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult, but it, the sky is not falling out. I still... Look, I know it's 16 games or whatever, but it's still, to me, not a large enough sample size in terms of minutes, of possessions, to yeah. really to really completely yeah. lose my mind yet. Yeah. Yet yeah. being the yes. keyword. 
One of them. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. But we were scoreless in the last four minutes of this game. While Giannis this had was, seven. This was the most annoying part to me. Is like uh, just then, couldn't get it done. You, do you want to talk about these rotations? They were weird. Yes. There were some weird rotations. What was going on with the guards? Ty Lue also said he thought Zoo did the best job on Giannis today post game. Zoo only played 16 minutes. Um, part of that is because Serge was killing it offensively, which we'll talk about for what we liked. But some of those 16 minutes came when Giannis wasn't on the floor. So it just felt like shades of last year a bit with the like, I thought Zoo played great. It's like, well, he didn't play. Though. You could have played him. Um, let's get into what we liked. Let's, yes, end, let's end this on a high note. Let's end this Monday on a good I, I, note. I do want to just say one more time out there because I know yeah. that things circling are a little negative. <laughs> I know that segment was a little bit of a downer. I am not happy with the clutch performance of this team. No. I would not say that I am worried. No, exactly. Um, So Kawhi, 25 points, 9 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals. Hit some absurd shots late to help the uh, Clippers kind of pull ahead in the the third, which was nice. Some absurd turns. That was great. Absolutely. Serge looked great offensively once he started taking his threes, which we're going to talk about next segment. He was a surge in the third quarter. Am I right? Okay, yeah. Um, (laughs) 3 of 7 from deep. Finished with 15-11, got cooked on defense a few times, but Giannis had 36-14-5, and five, so I'm not really sure what we're supposed to do. Um, third quarter was great for the Clips, 5-9 of nine from 3, took the Bucks' lead away, um, almost had a double digits to start the fourth. What are a couple of the things we liked before we... Um, look, I like that we attempted 44 threes. We talked about it that in the game. That was a good time. In, in the game preview, the... Uh, the Bucks allow other teams to shoot like some of the most threes of, of any team in the NBA. So I like that we took those opportunities. It's a make or miss league. It's a make or miss <laughs> league. It's unfortunate, uh, but it happened. We also held our own on the glass, which I think is really yeah. difficult, especially kind of going small at times. We did out rebound the Bucks. Uh, we had 12 second chance points to their five. Yeah. When you're limiting a larger team like that, when you're limiting their offensive rebounds, I think that that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's not. But, you know, they're kind of more of the rush back and transition defense versus being sure. an offensive rebound. But still, those are the kind of marginal things. If another team doesn't take advantage, you need to exploit. We did just that. Yeah. We only had 10 turnovers, uh, which... Not bad! It's pretty solid. It's unfortunate that we gave up 18 <laughs> points off yeah. of those 10 turnovers, about as bad as you could possibly do. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> damn close. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it happens. Also, I thought Marcus Morris did a solid job down the stretch offensively in this one. <laughs> yes. Defensively, I mean, I still think that he's not quite where we've seen him before, but he was three of six from the floor, all of which were three-point attempts. Yeah. Lou Will looked good. Uh, plus four, team best, plus 14. Finished with 14 points. Um, I think it was the third really, really helped us uh, kind of surge in that one. And, you know, in terms of how we're feeling, at the end of the day, this was, we gave this one up, I think. I, I think, think this one was there say. for the Clippers to take. And we held the Bucks to 105 points. Yeah. All these times, you know, we talk about how the defense is behind the offense, all these things. These past couple games, we've held some pretty good offenses, like when we're playing good teams, to low point totals, even when we're losing. Yeah. Like, what do we hold the Nets to? Like, below... 115. Yes. I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. pretty damn good against that Nets team. So there's some stuff to get figured out. I'm not pretending that, but we have a coach who makes adjustments. Definitely. And like, this was kind of a game that I half expected we could get clobbered. It was you know? a brunch game against the Bucks. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think that this outcome, while it's disappointing the final result, if you're looking at it, the process throughout the game, I mean, we put ourselves in position to win this game. Except for the last four minutes. Except for the last four go. minutes. Uh, moving on, uh, we're going to be talking the freshies coming up, talking about the Luke Kennard progress report. But first, we got to give a shout-out to Headspace. You've probably tried meditation before, and it didn't work, right? Maybe felt like you were doing it wrong. Worked great. I was doing it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, that makes all sense. Because I used Headspace. Th- that makes sense. 
If mental health is part of your self-care plan this year, you owe it to yourself to try Headspace. If people keep telling you to try meditation and you're like, get out of my face, when would I have time? You should check out Headspace. I don't know who needs to hear this, but here you go. You deserve to feel better. Uh, they make meditation hip, simple over on Headspace. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits. 600,000 five-star reviews. We would love to get to five, uh, 600,000 five-star reviews. And over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easier for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You must, uh, you know, you must feel that you deserve to be happy. That's the big issue with Headspace. Yes. It's meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. Will, how else can I calm my nerves? Hey, now that you got your head right, it's time to bet. The only place Woo! that we trust is betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. We know football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Golden Globe Sunday night. I hope you won some money on that. <clears throat> yes, the time, the day that we're recording this. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place. It's the best way to place your bets and. It's free to sign up, awesome. which is great. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnlineAG. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, welcome to the Freshies slash Luke Kennard Progress Report. Man, this Luke Kennard Progress Report... A lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, extra ink over here when we're taking notes for this thing in our pens. You know what I mean? Um, yes, not a lot to say. Got a DNP versus the Bucks, which I think kind of makes sense. Sure. What was he adding to that game? I'm not saying that you're wrong, but we're gonna talk about this in a bit. The DNPs are something that I think is like we are in kind of a tough stretch with some tough matchups right now. We'll get to that. Um, limited minutes versus the Grizzlies. I looked at the numbers for Luke Kennard, and he's averaging pretty much the exact same numbers as his rookie year. Interesting. Okay. 20 minutes per game. His rookie year, he averaged 7.6, 2.4, 1.7. This season, he's averaging 7.5, 2.7, 1.7. His splits, his uh, rookie year, 46% from two, 41% from three, 85% from the line. This year, 48% from two, 44% from three, 86% behind the line. The efficiency, though. Look. He's doing nothing with the greatest efficiency. That is very true. That's the thing, is the efficiency in the stats is there. Yes. Um, his offensive rating his rookie year, 108. His offensive rating this year, 113. The weirdest stat of all of this, his defensive rating his rookie year was 109. And while defensive rating is a team stat... Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend like it's an individual stat. His defensive rating this season is a buck 15. Yeah, that's bad. That doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. part of that is getting put in scenarios where we're either getting worked. I was going to say, I mean, because some of his minutes are, especially recently, have been coming only in garbage time. Yeah. Uh, He's taking almost one more three per game compared to his rookie year. 0. 0.73s or however you would pluralize or not pluralize. 0.73? Threat, yeah. I think threat is right, actually. And I think the confidence thing is a very real thing that has been with Luke a 
for a lot of his career. Oh yeah, you brought up an interesting Derrick Rose quote. In 2019, not my favorite athlete. In 2019, Derrick Rose said, Luke still doesn't know how good he is uh, to Pistons.com. He said, I've got to keep feeding him and building his confidence. He already has that, but that's what I'm here for, try to elevate guys. So this is this confidence it's thing is a issue. trend. Yeah. This is a thing that is known with Kennard. Um the knees have been fine this year. That's something I think we can... Hey, at least that's not going bad too, right? <laughs> like, yeah. He's truly only missed, what, like two games that that weren't DNPs. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> it feels like it's a really, really tough spot. I know we've kind of joked about Kanar on this podcast. But for the most part, I think we've been pretty optimistic for what he can turn into. Absolutely. But this... I mean, dude, this season feels like we're just punting. So... Which is... And that's where they're kind of like... Like, halfway through the season, he's not getting time when the roster's hurt. Yeah. We've seen that already. And the DNPs, they're not helping a guy who has historical confidence issues. Yes, although if you had to get DNP'd by a coach, I do feel like Ty Lue is he seemingly, talks with them. Yeah, is like seemingly one of the best, if not the best coaches to get DNP'd sure. by. And look, I've You're gotten, very clear on the scenario. Yeah, I've gotten some DNPs in my athletic career before. Oh, really? Yes, they've been communicated to me, and sometimes you just not play it. Uh, most of it was behavioral issues. They were my fault. Um, <laughs> but it just, like, I, and, I don't, and I'm not pretending like I have the answer for when he gets playing time, right? Because, like, in this game, we're not putting him in a close game with the Bucks. It's a five-point game against the Bucks. If things are going well, we're not throwing Luke Kennard in there. I get that right now. But just some spot minutes or something, like, so <sighs> I, I don't know how to get him out of this if he's not getting DNPs. Or if he is getting DMPs, excuse me. I think an issue, too, is, like, his sort of misstep this season. It's just where it's in the timeline with other things happening with the roster could not it's be— It's brutal luck. Could not be in a worse spot. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he's starting to kind of plummet as Terrence Mann is starting to surge. He's starting to plummet as we're now—you know, we have three starters that we've had to work back into the rotation in yeah. the last, what, five games, six games For at this sure. point? So it's—you know, it— Part of it is definitely situational. Yeah, uh, which is has, tough. It, we didn't think Man would be this confident. Like Man has surprised a lot of Clippers fans. Yes, hundred like, percent. Which is great. Like in a yeah, in a great way. In a and maybe bringing in Kennard is what did that. Could be partly. You never know. You know. Um, I mean, and maybe this is a flawed line of thinking. But if we're getting one solid rotation player out of the two of them, and we can wait, hold off until next oof, year to at least. <laughs> To at least have the salary filler, okay. you, at least, you do have something to get a move done, which, once again, I feel like I say this every week, but I'm not giving up on Luke Kennard yet. I'm just saying, worst case scenario, I mean, look, no matter what, you have to keep him through the end of this year. To, no, to, he's not getting moved. Yeah, I'm to not, completely I don't think give the, up the asset for $4 million, I think is an even worse punt yeah, than, right, yeah, than for like sure. anything else. Uh, so you have to at least keep him to the end of this year. You would love to develop him in some capacity in that way. To be, and this is what's so hard. You'd love to develop him to be a rotational player. Yes, which exactly. Sucks. Yeah. I think the thing he's is not even going to be running the second unit. Like we maybe thought that there. You know, it was really funny the way that it was reported on when we first made that trade. But you know, everyone thought he was going to pass more and be in more of this role where he was directing the offense. Well, I think we had a thing where we were here from, hearing from larger media outlets that this was kind of the writing on the wall that maybe Lou Williams was sort of nearing the end of his tenure yeah. here, and I feel like if anything from the last few games that could not be further <laughs> further from the yeah. truth i don't know man it's it's a very interesting situation it's yeah it's i don't know it's our own 
It's not quite on the level of the Markel Fold situation. No, at not all. at all. But like uh, the we fit, didn't trade is up, just... but like the fit and like what is happening behind the scenes, I think. I is, think that's a good part. Yeah, is, that's some... it's so mysterious that I'm I'm curious about it every day. That's why we continue to update it. Yeah, like so, that's, that's the thing. It's just so odd. Once a, once a week, uh, and hopefully we'll we'll have some more news or something uh, something positive to report here at some point. I don't know. Can he pay, play in the G League? You can assign I don't, players. I don't to the think G League. so. Um, and then just real quick. Um, Surge started letting it fly from deep, which is great. That needs to happen more when he's open, just something we noticed. And then, do we actually think it's a choice between Terrence Mann and Luke at this point when Tyler said it was like a matchup thing? Or is it just firmly Ty- Terrence Mann's playing better? I mean, it's that. It's that. And I just see Terrence Mann as being a little bit more quantifiable of a commodity. Like, I know what I'm going to sure. get when Terrence Mann yeah. is out there on the floor. Sure. I mean, like, he's not going to hit every shot, but you know he can take an Shooting open three. Shooting 71% from three in the last five games. Yeah, <laughs> but you know he can take an open three. You know that he's willing to cut baseline really well, cut to the yeah. basket, uh, can finish pretty decently, and he's going to fight for rebounds. Yeah. When Luke Kennard is on the floor, he, and he's not I shooting. have no idea what he's, what he's, you know, what he's going to do. Whew. Let's hope we see. We got a bit of an easier come up on the schedule soon. Let's hope we see some Canard minutes in that one. Definitely, um, definitely. Coming up, we're going to be talking some. I mean, the point guard trade rumors are going crazy after this uh, this loss to the Bucks, which you know that definitely would have won us that game. Um, we're going to be talking that in shavings as well as some interesting content going on over on the Clippers subreddit. But first, we got to give a shout out to Bill Bar. Do it. Uh, the new improved Bill Bar is even deliciouser than before, which is pretty crazy because it was pretty damn good. The six new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Uh, Built Bars are healthy, which is fantastic. Great way for the uh, health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. I like the peanut butter flavor. Pretty simple, kind of old school, you know. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, only 5 net carbs because I'm watching that weight. Bill Bar, uh, you can get a free purchase. Uh, excuse me, you get a free cooler with purchase right now. Which who doesn't need a free cooler? Nice, you know. Um, warmer months are coming up. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get twenty percent off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for twenty percent off at builtbar.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else that's floating around. Oh yeah, the NBA slash Clipper sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think of maybe the most interest to people out there listening, Mark Spears has reported that the Clippers are looking for a veteran point guard. Yeah, we're short on those. Um, which I feel, I guess I'm not sure how, a, Mark Spears, obviously very plugged in reporter. I feel like we've been hearing reports like this all year, um, and I haven't known this front office to talk a whole lot, so I'm I'm not quite yeah. sure if it's um, real in any way possible. Yeah, is this team's like actually picking up the phone? I'm I'm not sure. You know, I'm not I'm not plugged in enough into these circles. <laughs> However, it just seems like more of a want or like a it's a hot thing. Anytime, and this was reported before the Clippers lost against the Bucks. I don't want to make it seem like that. It's a very easy thing to point to if you don't watch as much of the Clippers as some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very easy thing to point to and say, oh, I need a point guard, obviously. It's like just kind of one of those things where if you look at the names on the roster, or like you look at the, you the, think the box no or whatever, one is, it's like, ah, oh, clear answer, point guard. Yeah. Which I don't actually think that the answer is that cut and dry. Uh, we talked yeah. about the field goal attempts for Kawhi and Paul George in this fourth quarter. 
I don't know how they would be taking any more. And this is where the Canard thing comes back into play too, right? Like this is where the Canard thing, we're kind of like, well, if Canard was getting some kind of time, there's another person at least try out or something like that. But because like there was, I was talking with uh, Black Sub Zero 24 on Twitter. Shout Mm -hmm. out Black Sub Zero 24. Who was like, because I said, yeah, like, right. Like, isn't this just an, you know, whoever's getting, it's going to be Kawhi and PG getting the ball at the end of the game. And he was like, but it's the issue of how they get the ball at the end of the game. And I think that's more of a Ty Lue thing. That, I mean, that's a fair point. That is a fair um, point. Because he brings up a good point too, right? Like, theoretically, if you have the point guard who's more of a quote-unquote whatever adjective you want to put for whatever kind of point guard you don't think Patrick Beverly is before point guard, that's what you think you get. But where is this veteran floor general point guard coming from? It's very easy to point and say the Clippers need a point guard. Who is doing the trade with us? What is the trade? George Hill has been brought up, but he's only played 14 games this season. And I would be in a vacuum, sure, trading George Hill for Lou Williams, I mean, feels like a lateral move, maybe a step down, definitely in terms of offense. But with this many games missed, trading for a hurt George Hill Mm -hmm. or recovering from thumb surgery George Hill, that's a desperation move. Yeah, yeah, and I mean... You trade for anybody and they get hurt, you're getting lambasted for the trade to begin with. Definitely. definitely. Um, I mean, you know, somebody like DJ Augustine, I would think of, but like he's, you know, the Bucks go. aren't one. Yeah, he's, he's no playing great. There. They're not trading um, him to another contender. <laughs> like, can you make a move for Fournier or something? I mean, does that move the needle? Like, once again, I just... If Fournier is who, because the idea of this is that we're getting a point guard who's going to play, I'm assuming, playoff minutes for all these people talking about who we need for a point guard. So we're going to be having Fournier in the playoff. Like, then you smash cut to the playoffs and you have this point guard in there and you're thinking, what the hell do we do? I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm just not really seeing that. Person. We closed against with the, the Jazz con- without like, a point with without quote unquote a point guard against like, a very good backcourt. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a little bit difficult. I think you bring up a valid point though. It's it's losses like this, um, where I, I do certainly understand the point of you know where Kawhi and Paul George are taking their attempts from. Uh, you know, could be bolstered by another high IQ player, uh, but. I don't see how that player affects the end of this result that much. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, Ricky Rubio doesn't make us win this game, right? Like, George yeah. Hill doesn't make us win this game. I, I don't I don't see that as being the case. Ugh, all right. Although it was very unclear what Ty wanted to do with the guard here down the stretch. Absolutely. We we'll agree that. with that. We're, I, think it's a co- I think it's a coaching issue. I think they're figuring that stuff out. I think and two, we're still the second best team in the league. Yes. I, I just record wise. I I think also when you look at how good the offense has been, to me, once again, we get into the same thing. We're like, this to me is not the problem. Like, yeah, yeah, down the stretch today, the offense wasn't great. That to me isn't the sole reason we lost this game. We For lost sure. this game because we gave up inbounds dunks. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we lost this game because we had some lapses on defense. Yeah. At, like, First really half, we were just looking times. at the baseline, just being like, this is a fun time down here. And just, yeah. yeah like, just at really, really, losing Donnie Pizza. Yeah. Know? Just at really crucial times. Uh, and, you know, it sucks that we went cold in that fourth. Um, but I don't see the point guard as being that's what changes that. Yeah. 
Oof. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about this again at some point. Um, let's close this one on some fun stuff. If you want to get some very weird Clippers content in a good way, check out the Clippers subreddit. All right. There's a meme going on called Thickalist Batum. Love it. Where they're editing videos to make Nick Batum look very bottom heavy during play, <laughs> which is very comical. That's a good time. It's some good weird over there. That's a good they time. They got some good stuff. Shout out to the Clippers subreddit. Um, also, if you haven't been watching these In Pursuit, the In Pursuit series from the Clippers, just watch it. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. Latest episode was about Batum's just kind of whole journey to get back with some cool um, you know, content about the game he played when he welcomed a child into the world. Yeah. Um, the Clippers content team just continues to kill it. Shout out Charlie Widow. Shout out everyone who Full works. Staff. It's just so, God, it's so, it's the best in the league, quite literally. Yes. Um, Rated. Anything else on this Monday episode? No, you know, uh, <laughs> I think I overreacted to this loss kind of earlier <laughs> in the day. Um, but with a little bit of context, I still feel like we're in a really good spot. We are still playing really strong in our conference, you know? Yeah. Um, and hey, uh, I, I think I'm looking forward to a break for all these guys. Yeah. And hoping that we can start the second half of the season strong. 100%. Let's, let's end this one strong. Let's, you know, let's get a good break. Hopefully, you know, PG and Kawhi don't play in the Oscar game, whatever. Uh, Tuesday's episode, Twitter Tuesday. So send your questions into Allocked on Clips. Yes, please. People Can't are, wait to hear People from are going to be wanting to know about some stuff. I believe we play the Celtics on Tuesday as well. Correct. So we probably got to talk about that. Game preview for that, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> what if we just didn't? What if we just stopped doing game reviews? Uh, Clippers versus Celtics. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, where can these fantastic people listen to us? You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. Uh, we're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. It really helps us out. Big help. If you like what you're hearing, go ahead, leave a rating or review over at iTunes or the podcast app. Mm -hmm. As Chuck mentioned up top, we come at you 7 a.m. Pacific, yep. Monday through Friday. For We'd sure. love to have you listen. Absolutely. Uh, I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.